0: Alrighty, we got a memo. Listeners, we are back without Michael. Let's see how this goes. You, me, Roland, and Xavier. Right, are going to start talking about this men's soccer, the NFL, and what else are we doing? I think that's about it. So just hold on for the ride, because this is going to be nuts. <laughs> um... Last week, the men's international soccer break ended. We are U.S. men's national team fans and women's national team fans here at We Got a Memo. But I, John, am not totally a Burhalter believer, but also not screaming for him to call out. So, my question for Roland and Xavier today is what is it going to take for you to be a Burhalter believer? Hashtag it. Trademark it. We're getting that tattooed on our arms. (laughs) Jeez.
1: Um. Some time. Give him time to... I mean, how long has he been the manager? Not that long.
0: He said 12 games.
1: Okay, I mean... No, you gotta give him time. See how he does in this... Is what is it, qualifying, what's this thing called coming up in November?
0: CONCACAF Nations what? League.
1: Yeah, see how he does in that. Um, I just we're playing tough teams. Mexico's a good team, Uruguay's a good team. Like I just like I get um right now he just needs to get his qualified. So and I believe he'll do that. So I think we we have to give him time.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, so I'm a little bit less of a <laughs> national team follower just because, I don't know, I, I never know about any of this. I'm pretty new to, to the soccer world, so I never know any of this goes going on until uh, I hear about it after the fact almost. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, so I think the Uruguay game was going on while we were podcasting last time, and they were winning one nothing, US came back and drew, um, which is, I guess is okay. I'm not really sure how good Uruguay is. Zay, you said that they're a good team. Um, I I agree. Um, you know,
0: every every coach kind of kind of needs some time to develop their
2: team the way that they want uh, obviously you know being a national team it they you're, you're having to work around like around everybody's you know club schedules and stuff like that uh, and so you you don't get to really see you know it's the same reason that that uh, you know a team like like Chelsea could beat the men's national team. Um, is because they're a club team, they're practicing every every day together. Um, And then versus, you know, an international team where you maybe see each other like once a month and then in like the off season and stuff like that. So, um, you know, obviously that's kind of tough. It seems like he's been the coach, the manager for a while, but, you know, again uh time moves differently with all this stuff i would i would see you know I, I would give him at least to the world cup qualifier um you know and and if you if we don't qualify you know it, you can't you can't try and rush this uh like rush these types of rebuilds and stuff like that um you got to you got to, you know, trust the process. Um, and, you know, it, even if
0: they don't qualify, if if it looks like they are in a better position
2: than they were going into the 20, 2016 uh, World Cup, then, I mean, that's, I think that that's a plus because... Or yeah, 2016 World Cup. Um, I think that's funny because we didn't even. Huh. 2018. Is it World. 2018? Was it? No, <coughs> it wasn't 2018. Was it? It is. It is
0: 2018, 2018. because. It,
2: yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. Yeah. Um. Right, because it was 14. Yeah. So 20 2018 World Cup. You know, it. I think that was kind of like rock bottom. Of the US because they didn't even qualify and, and you know it's going to take time to kind of dig out of that. So I get that fans are really impatient because even when the US was making it to the World Cup it was still the kind of middle of the pack but you got to you got to give the managers time to, uh, to get it done. So uh yeah, I would I mean it, you know if if they're doing better uh, and they 've and they still miss out on the world cup i I would still probably be feel a little bit better about it, but you know it it just depends on how um like how much better how much we 're actually improving you know he might not be the one that that gets the team where they need to be, but if he can help get the team in, going in the right direction then that's always a plus you know so
0: What about you? What is it gonna take uh, for me to be a Bur- to believe in Greg Berhalter's plan? I think I would just want to see more in-game appropriate changes or more appropriate changes in-game because I w- hesitate to just be like, oh yeah, it's great. You know, we got we drew Uruguay because of a. Ricocheted ball that Jordan Morris was just in front of. Luckily, he was in front of goal. But if he can make in game tactical changes, I will start to believe. You know, and they're in like the visible ones, you know.
1: In game tacticals that work. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm sure he's made in game tacticals before, they just haven't worked as well. Especially <laughs> against Mexico. So. But, yeah.
0: So, that's what it'll take for me. But, I'm excited because Champions League is back. Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I know you guys, Xavier, you can't watch it at work. Roland, it might be a little early. I don't know, depending on your schedule. But I get to watch it on my week. I get to watch it at work. So, I'm pretty psyched. Yeah. And here we go. On record, Manchester City wins this year.
1: Okay. Mm. Okay. Liverpool
0: Again they go back to back Back to back Wow uh,
2: I was not expecting this um, <laughs> <laughs> Come on quick decision Just
0: pick one if, You know If I had to pick either of those
2: two teams I would probably pick Manchester City Because I think Liverpool Really has their focus on trying to win the Premier League and I think that that would uh, can maybe let them get distracted um, from the Champions League but yeah I mean uh, yeah so I'll probably say Manchester City also because I don't want to be wrong <laughs> um, realistically though I'm probably going to say uh, Leverkusen? Uh, wow. No, I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> I
2: I'll, I would honestly just be happy if they made it out of the group stage. Yeah. Because they got a tough, tough group stage, so.
0: Yeah, so Ajax last year made this deep run, and I think... um, I think Red Bull Leipzig, RB Leipzig, Red Bull Leipzig from the Bundesliga is going to be able to do that mm. this year they're, so
2: they played a pretty good game against Bayern Munich in the Bundesliga this weekend
0: yeah they're like, leading the Bundesliga
2: <laughs> well Bayern Munich won
0: I think they're still winning
2: oh points wise yeah I can pull it up but by all means continue while I'm looking this up
0: yeah RB Leipzig 10 points wow Dortmund at 9, Freiburg mm. at 9 and Bayern in 4th at 8 with 8 points. So wow.
1: I like these underdogs. Let's
0: yeah, go. I'm going to I'm rooting for RB Leipzig. This well, and Tottenham, of course. But if I had to pick, you know, an underdog, RB Leipzig. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Flying back across the Atlantic. We're heading back to the NFL.
2: Well, hold on. we got to talk about Norwich.
0: Oh, right, 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 right. <coughs> so,
2: Sorry. Right. It was number one trending on Twitter.
0: <laughs> that's true. So, Norwich City, or I don't know if it's Norwich City or FC or...
2: Yeah, it's Norwich City.
0: So, Norwich City... FC. Small, small club that just got promoted back to the Premier League wins against arguably one of the best teams in soccer currently, Manchester City. It was an incredible game and sends Liverpool five points clear as the leaders of the Premier League, which at this stage is early, but a big gap.
2: Yeah, if 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 you hadn't heard about this game, you definitely need to go and watch like the highlights. It was absolutely nuts. Um, like like John said, that they, they had literally just been promoted this off season into the Premier League, and, and
0: eleven players were out injured this game yeah. for them.
2: <laughs> their their number one, their record signing, wasn't playing. Their number they only spent also they only spent uh 100 or or 1 million dollars this off season yeah and manchester city spent 148 million i believe is the right number there um this off season alone
0: yeah uh, you know norwich's record signing is 12 million manchester city's is 80 yeah <laughs>
2: So, I mean, it was absolutely crazy. Uh, Norwich scored first. Um, I think they got the first two, and then Manchester scored one. (laughs) Norwich scored another. And then they had to fend off Manchester City uh, for the rest of the game. And when you look at, like, the breakdown of possession, uh, Manchester City had the ball... 60% 60% of the time, or 70% of the time. Um, they had 11 corners in the second half alone. Um, it was, I mean, it was absolutely, I mean, their they're goalkeeper.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Tim Kruel was had, the man.
2: Had to put up some, I, it was a lot of pressure. Uh, it was in Norwich, so it was so loud. Um, and Manchester City scored a second one with like 88 at, at like the 88th minute or something. And you just kind of thought to yourself, like, oh, here we go. Like, they're going to get the next one. Uh, and they managed to hold them off. It was crazy. So, um, also,
0: the, this Timu guy Timu Puki. Yeah.
2: He's freaking. I mean, he's probably gonna get picked up by a big club. He's got, I believe, six goals in
0: the five first games.
2: Five games. He's like the only one scoring for Norwich. It's crazy. He's he's like got like the second most goals in the league at the moment. He's so gonna sign
1: a big contract somewhere.
2: Yeah, plus he was the golden he won the golden boot uh in the premiership last year. In the championship last year. Um, yeah. <laughs> He's making a name for himself.
0: Uh, gosh, that was such a great game. I was so happy I just put it on. It's like oh and then Robbie Musto, one of the anchors, said, you know, this would be one of the biggest upsets in Premier League history. And I thought to myself, I was like, yep, it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we're, now we're ready for the NFL? Yeah, I'm
2: good.
0: I have not seen a week of more boring football in my life.
1: Yeah, it wasn't the best week.
0: man at least the Bills won I mean
1: why do I care about the Bills
0: why do you care about the Bills well our boy Tommy Sweeney's on the Bills and he got to play
2: (laughs) okay I mean I guess so he's got other things he's worried about
0: (laughs) Xavier's got to process through his worries so we'll get back to him Yeah. yeah but I think you know one of the big talking points is this quarterback injury crisis Nick Foles, broken collarbone. Drew Brees has to have surgery on his thumb. Cam Newton, who knows what's going on with him. Ben Roethlisberger couldn't finish the game. And now oh, no. Sam Donald, Darnold, has mononucleosis. Mono for and short. That, <laughs> I don't
1: know, what about um last night? Did Wentz go out
2: in the Eagles game, but then he came back?
0: Yeah. Okay. So... I didn't,
2: got, I didn't see that part, so I don't know what... Yeah. What happened to them, but... Yeah. So
0: unless you? you're a vampire like Tom Brady, it is, <laughs> you know, it is bad... Bad, uh... It's a bad time to be a quarterback.
2: Well, you know what it... I, so I was listening to the, to them talk about this on The Herd, and, um... Obviously, you know, Zay's got some thoughts about the Steelers that he's going to talk about later. Uh, But with Ben Roethlisberger going down, it it really seems like the Steelers season is, you know, all but over. Um, You know, and obviously, you know, they they could do something maybe. You know, it's only week two. It's a little early to be calling seasons and stuff like that, except unless you're a Dolphins fan. Your season never started. Good point. Um, Uh, but, you know, you never know I mean um, Nobody thought that That a backup quarterback Named Tom Brady was gonna Take over in the playoffs and win the Patriots Their first Super Bowl ever uh, After Drew Bledsoe went down with an injury But, you know, here we are 17 The only years reason it... is because of the tuck rule Okay Anyway, keep going we don't need to get into that Um <laughs> you can't you can't really uh say that their season's over because you know it's only week two um but uh what what the herd was talking about and I was listening to them this morning talking about everything and they were like well you know that pretty much wraps up the AFC um it's going to be the Pats and the Chiefs in the championship game. Uh, the only thing that that they're really trying to figure out now is if it's going to be played in Gillette or if it's going to be played in Kansas City, um, which you know is, is probably not inaccurate. Uh, but I'm also not arrogant, so I'm not gonna. <laughs> claim that that's gonna that's what's gonna happen um, because I also thought that a certain undefeated Patriots team was gonna win a Super Bowl back in 07 and yep, that didn't happen so um, <laughs> so yeah I mean I definitely don't think that, that the Saints season is over Drew is going to be out for six weeks. Uh, I was talking to my brother about it, and really, if Teddy Bridgewater can win, like, two, maybe three games, I think that the Saints have the ability to get back on track uh, once Drew Brees comes back. Um, and they could still, you know, possibly, they, that could still put them in a position to probably win the division depending on how uh, the Falcons are playing, um, which is incredible at the moment, Um, and uh, depending on how Carolina and the Buccaneers are playing, which I don't know how much people are expecting from Tampa Bay, but Carolina could, despite the week that they had, um, could still be a good team so especially in that division um
1: so i guess i can i'll talk about the Steelers now because you kind of (laughs) wrap that up um i wish so i wish um i was i'm on like a a Pittsburgh sports radio show so everyone in Pittsburgh can listen to this because so we're we're 0-2 right and Pittsburgh is freaking out because we're (laughs) 0-2 even before they found out Ben was injured people were freaking out at work and blah 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 season's over and I'm just like that's first of all that's ridiculous I mean yes we're used to playing Cleveland week one We have at least one win, but no, we played the Patriots and the Seahawks, two good teams. I just when people say our season's over, I'm like, okay, if they were in the middle of the season and we lose those two games, like people aren't saying then that our season's over. Like, it's two solid teams we're playing. Um, I, I drove me nuts when people at work were saying our season's over, blah blah blah. Um, that's ridiculous. But when the news came out that Ben is out for season, he needs surgery. Um, I mean, obviously, then people were saying like, even if they were had a little hope, they that like that hope totally vanished because Ben's gone. But see, from in my opinion, our season never depended on. Ben Roethlisberger, for Mason Rudolph. Um, if you watched the Seahawks game, that, was, that game was not Mason Rudolph's fault at all. If Ben played in that game, we still would have lost. Because our defense is awful. It's horrendous. Our season depends on our defense, not Mason Rudolph. If our defense can't get it together, we're not going to make the playoffs. Um, Mason Rudolph, he looked good. He had two touchdowns. He looked good um for a young guy he is only what second year in the nfl um he looked really good he's definitely the future um of the steelers like he's he can do something special with the steelers in a few years but this season depends on your defense and people are saying keep saying oh what you know let's see what mason rudolph can do for us blah 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 like no the question should be what is their defense going to do? Are they going to step up, knowing that Mason Rudolph's a quarterback, not Ben Roethlisberger, and say we can't give up 28 points a game every single game and expect Mason Rudolph to put up more points than that every single game? I Mason Rudolph, I can think, can do that, put up 28 points a game. He's like that talented. He's not afraid to throw the ball at all. But our defense stinks. So, um. Keith Butler's an awful defensive coordinator. I think everyone in Pittsburgh knows that, and I mean I've said it from the beginning. Mike Tomlin's awful. So, I I think this is a a, a defensive issue, uh, not a quarterback offense issue. I think our offense and quarterback, Mason Rudolph, are going to be fine. But now I'm not saying right, that Mason Rudolph's going to lead us to a Super Bowl. I can't. I'm not saying that right now, but. Oh, de- especially with the way of defense, our defense is going to determine if we can make the playoffs and go far in the playoffs. It's not Mason Rudolph that's going to make that determination. And people in Pittsburgh are not thinking that at all. They're all saying, oh, well, this is going to be a trial run, a trial season for Mason Rudolph. Like, no. Put the pressure on the defense, not Mason Rudolph. And I, that just got – it gets me so mad when people, you know – just throw out the I mean yeah. They just threw out the defence. Right now our biggest issue is defence, not offense. So I mean we've we've looked a mess defensively our last two games. So um I mean it stinks that Ben's gone. Like that yeah that's gonna hurt but I just think this should put pressure on the defense and hopefully I'm excited to see what the defence does now that knowing they have to step up. But I mean, if the defense doesn't step up, then it, it will be a long season. Um, I mean, Mason Rudolph might be able to steal a few games, but it's gonna be up to our defense to see how this season goes. So that's my opinion. Um, you sh- you should have gotten me right after I got home though, because <laughs> you know, I was I was heated. So I just I mean we we so spoiled. So. You know, people are saying, Oh, I can't wait for the Penguins to start, that's your only hope. Blah blah blah. But like
0: Yeah, I definitely no, don't, don't can't give worry up on about this season.
1: <laughs> like, watch Mason Rudolph do i I'm I think he's gonna have a great season. He's gonna surprise a lot of people. And so I just don't want Steeler fans to completely give up on this season when they shouldn't. They should be you know, excited about Mason Rudolph and they should be <laughs> expecting a lot more out of the defense. So and plus, we we still have Cleveland and Cincinnati. Cincinnati's zero and two; they look horrendous. Cleveland hasn't looked good yet. I mean, they played a night, but Cleveland hasn't looked good. Baltimore has looked good, but I just those games are always tough, tight games anyway. So I just, I just you can't count them out yet at all. It's two tough teams they played already. So we'll see.
2: Yeah. So real quick, I, I'm looking at their. Uh, looking at the rest of their schedule. So, you know, obviously they had two, and also, you know, two really great defensive coaches week one and two. I mean, that's a tough week one and two against the Patriots. The Seahawks defense isn't as great as it used to be, but uh, you know, it's still not, as long as Pete Carroll's there, they're still going to have, be able to put up stuff on defense. Plus, their offensive shift, I mean, it's not a cupcake game it's not like they they threw a game away to the Browns or something like that um yeah so next week you guys play the 49ers uh who look pretty okay yeah um certainly a winnable game I'd say for Pittsburgh though you know oh yeah um and then Bengals Ravens Chargers um Dolphins yeah. So second bye week. Uh, Colts. Yeah. Rams. Browns. Bengals. Browns again. And then... Uh, Cardinals. Bills. <laughs> Jets. Ravens. So, yeah. I mean, like... They're, they're it, gonna... You get... Like... Some of these okay, some of these teams are definitely not the pushovers that they used to be. Like the Jets and the Browns are necess- you can't necessarily, you know, chalk that up as a win. But like these are all games that are probably still expected to be won by Pittsburgh.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I would so with the way things have started, you have to win the must-win games. And I think the must-win games are Cleveland, Cincinnati, Dolphins, Colts. Um, honestly, I would even put the Bills as a must-win. Um, I mean, you have those tougher games of, like, the Rams, the Chargers, the the Ravens. Like, you're going to have to steal a few of those. Like, you, you're not going to – you can't lose all of those games. You're going to have to steal a couple games from – and I think you can definitely beat the Chargers and maybe one of the Ravens games. Um, and – I mean, the the Rams is going to be a tough one, but, I mean, you have to win the must-win games and then steal a couple. So there's no doubt they can do that. It's just, like I said, the defense is going to have to stop. The Rams, the Chargers, the Ravens, they're going to have to be the ones that step up more than Mason Rudolph in those games. So, yeah. I like it. Yeah, that's my thought on the Steelers.
2: Yeah. Um, I'm glad that you said that the Bills are probably a must-win, because... I mean, they're good, but, yeah. but
1: they're still a must-win. Like, I put them with, and Michael's probably not going to like this, but I put them with, like, the Cleveland. Like, Cleveland has a ton of talent this year, and they're expected to do better than years past. But, I mean, I find the Bills similar with Cleveland. So that's why I put them as a must win. So I mean the Dolphins obviously the Jets even too that's a must win. So I mean we we have to win the the, the must win games or else we're not going to make the playoffs.
2: Yeah especially if you're looking at like wild card teams I mean yeah Buffalo certainly looks like they're able to make a push for wild card. Uh, I'm sure Cleveland and Baltimore both have playoff hopes as well, so yeah. you know, that's a lot of division games. Uh, yeah, so... Um, yeah. What else?
1: Uh, I'm trying to think, what else happened this week in NFL? Um. I mean, A-B, I mean, there's issues with A-B and all that. All those... <laughs> Assault charges. Oh. Know, from all. I guess there were other women that came out today claiming. I don't know. That's a whole mess. So we'll see what the NFL does with that. Yeah. Uh,
2: Currently, they. they the, obviously, he played it yesterday. So, uh, the commissioner has not put him on his, uh, exempt list. Uh, yeah. And all that. So, uh,.
1: He, he, he should be suspended. He really should. Um, well, I hope the NFL does, not just because I don't like him, but just, I, I mean, with that one woman coming out and saying everything that he did to her, and then today, like, two other women came out and said that he also assaulted, like... If I was the NFL, I would suspend them until they get down to what actually happened. Because three women do not come out and none, all three. I just, I don't know. I think they have to, I think they need to suspend them this week until they figure out what's, what's really going on. So, that's just my opinion. Interesting. So, I mean, he doesn't have the best history anyway, so.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Uh, some of the scores around the league, um, that were interesting games. Uh, the Ravens Cardinals game was interesting. Yeah. Um, Lamar Jackson versus Kyler Murray. Um, it was a really, it, it was a close game. Um, Ravens won by six, uh, but that one was pretty good. Uh, I don't know. Were there any games that you were really excited or that you, I mean, you really enjoyed watching? Um, um No, I would say more disappointing. Like the St. Graham's game
1: was very disappointing.
0: Let's talk about the refs. Uh, what? Let's talk, let's move on. Let's go to the refs.
2: Okay. Oh, no, with that, uh, that one game. The Saints, Rams, and the Bears, Broncos game? No, I'm thinking of the Bears, Broncos game. Okay. Oh yeah.
0: I didn't watch. I didn't watch it, so you guys gotta fill me in. All right. Um.
2: So basically, uh, the Broncos were behind the Bears going into the final. Like, I don't know how how long it was going into their drive, but they put up a touchdown. And with thirty seconds left on the clock, uh, gave the ball back to Chicago. Um, Chicago on their first, so you know, kickoff. It was a touchback, and then Chicago's first possession. uh, Mitch Trubisky connects to whoever, and um, and then their second possession. It was an incomplete, or I, actually, I think it was on the first possession. So uh, it was like 15 yards, and then um, the pressure that had came on to Trubisky on that play, um, a couple of guys ran into him. I mean, the pocket was collapsing in on him, and he released the ball, and then the pocket collapsed on him, and like like several players fell on him, and the refs called roughing the passer uh, on the Broncos and gave them another 15 yards, uh, which <laughs> put them nearly in field goal range. Uh, I think they were probably like like 12 or so yards away from field goal range at that point. And um, he missed the next three attempts and then connected for like a... I, he, he, they also got a 12-man in the huddle call, and then they got, like, a 20-yard pass, uh, yeah. all the time out, with one second left on the clock, kicked the field goal, won it. Um, but the roughing the passer call was... God-awful. It was so bad. It was... I mean, I... Any person that looks at that would have no problem with it. I don't know why they called it. I don't know why they didn't take more time to take a look at it and, and really make sure that they were making the right call because it was literally the defender had just broken down uh, the tackle, had, had just broken from the tackle, Mitch Trubisky releases the ball, and maybe like a quarter of a second later... I mean, there was no way he could have stopped himself.
0: Right, I'm actually, watching it right now. That's crazy.
2: That's the defender a could have on. knocked the ball out.
1: He was that, it was that close. Yeah. Like, there I mean, was nothing wrong with the hit. There, yeah, there was no way he could have stopped himself from running
2: into Mitch Trubisky. Uh, I don't know... Obviously, you know, every every week it seems like there's an issue with one of the calls that a rep makes. But, like, this one was an awful one. And <laughs> it was, it, you know, Chicago won the game because of it. Yeah. Um, they wouldn't have had enough
1: time to get down the field, I don't think, if that call wasn't made.
2: Yeah. I mean, it would have been too much yardage and not enough time. It's it just, it was crazy. Um yeah did you have anything else you wanted to add to it? it
1: was no I mean I just I, I just remember I texted you guys immediately when I saw that I'm like, oh my gosh did they really call that so I yeah, I just again an awful call that gives that I mean not gives the chargers or the bears the win but just helps them tremendously so. I don't know. It's just, I mean, they're human and they make mistakes, and, but sometimes I just wonder what are you looking at? So.
0: I <laughs> anyway. feel, yeah, I feel like this is a, you know, sports learning from other sports. You know, Premier League refs have been instructed to let the play go on and then video assisted review will look at it behind. And I feel like that should just be the standard rule for the NFL. You know, let the play go, d- let it die. Offsides, false starts, or you know, you've got refs yeah. looking at that on the computer. They can call it back. Clear and obvious error. You know.
2: Yeah. Yes. Hear us, Roger the Goodell. With that is is they gotta they gotta try and make sure that they are throwing some sort of flag or anything before the next play is snapped.
0: Oh yeah.
2: So. And, obviously, you know, uh, Chicago wouldn't have been in any hurry to snap the ball because they you know, they would want that call um, or whatever. Um, but, yeah, so, but I'm glad that you said that because um, I did mention the Saints-Rams. Um, they had another controversial call. Um, Jared Goff gets the ball knocked out of his hand, and it's a fumble, um, just based on where he was in the throwing motion, um, and a Saints player start, picks it up and starts running towards the end zone, and the ref whistles it dead, uh, and, um, you know, I, I mean obviously one touchdown wouldn't have been enough for the saints to win but you never know the way that momentum works and stuff like that um it could have been one of those things that like fires up the saints and you know it i mean it, it can change the game so um what was so bad about this one um was like you said let him run the play let him let him run let him finish what he's doing. Um, when you go and whistle the ball dead and a defender's in the middle of, like, trying to run it back for a touchdown, um, it's just, it like, it stops the play. Like, it, it makes it so that they can't score. Even if they, even if it, they find out that uh, New Orleans would have recovered that and it is considered a fumble and everything, now New Orleans is starting back on, where the ball was turned over because you whistled the play dead um and so uh yeah so that one was bad like like you have the ability to review let him run it through like let him continue the play and then and then after the fact go and look at it and see um if that was you know in fact a a like a fumble recovery or not you know Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw that saw that uh, that clip but it was the uh, the lineman or or the defender or whoever that um, that recovered the fumble was pretty upset about the way that it was handled and talked about it in a press conference Uh, there's been a bunch of memes about it uh, about, <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll give you that touchdown. And then they changed this for uh, 27 to 27-16 <laughs> or whatever. Um, and and they talked about it, like, on The Herd and stuff. Uh, talking about, you know, just let them run it back. And then if you need – if I mean, you have the ability to review it. Yeah. You know, go back and make that change. I mean, you're affecting – the flow of the game when you whistle a ball dead like that so yeah 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 so. I, I, that interview was funny he um sorry I just stopped he uh <laughs> he called he, he was like talking about the ref and he said yeah the guy with the footlocker oh I mean the ref uh and then continued <laughs> oh he said, no, it's like oh <laughs> Yeah.
0: That's hilarious.
1: So,
0: are we doing sports moments? Yep, favorite sports moments of the week.
2: Um.
0: <laughs> Hopefully me beating Michael in fantasy football. That's mine. Well,
2: Nick Shub's <laughs> got a touchdown.
0: Oh. Dang. This is a PG podcast. <laughs> this is a PG podcast.
1: Um. Uh, mine is the team I coach, high school team I coach, won their game Saturday, uh, won nothing, because we scored with 20 seconds left in the game. So nice. Yeah. And we're tied for second in our division right now, so it's exciting. Yeah, that's mine. Because my fantasy team is awful right now. The Steelers <laughs> are falling apart. Xavier's um, life oh, is falling apart. God. Got it. NHL preseason starts tonight. Uh, the Penguins are playing. So S- I'm excited for hockey to be back. S-
0: Xavier's only hope. Help me, Penguins. You're my only hope. No, the I'm Steelers are falling apart. And called. the Pirates are horrendous. Help me. Yes, the
1: Pirates are still bad. But <laughs> I'm excited to see how the Steelers do the rest of the season. So... I'm not giving up hope on the Steelers, but I am looking forward to the hockey, just because...
0: It's I hockey. hockey so. Roland, bring us home.
2: Um, I don't know. Mine can't be that the, the pet blew the Dolphins out of the water. Um, that was expected. Yeah.
0: Exactly. He could still be your favorite. You know, he liked um, the team. Liverpool coming from behind to win?
2: uh, I wouldn't really say they came from behind. I mean, Newcastle did score first, but... um, So, I'm going to go with... um, Georgia played Arkansas State uh, this weekend in college football. And, you know, it was a bit of a cupcake game. So, they blew them out, like, Did a pink out um, mm-hmm. because the Arkansas State's head coach, his wife passed away uh, from, uh, I believe, breast cancer after like a two-year battle. Passed away in August. So, um, the game was in Athens. Everybody, I think, it, like like about half of the half the the crowd was wearing some sort of uh, pink. Uh, in honor of uh his wife, and you know there were like u g a fans that were like shirtless and had their bodies painted, like remember Wendy and stuff mm-hmm. like this so yeah. um, just a really classy move, yep. by u g a and all their fans and stuff, and I guess it was pretty emotional for him seeing all that so yeah,
1: yeah. i did i did see that that was that was really nice, so yeah
0: nice alrighty guys that is it for this week as always tweet us with your favorite sports moments of the week let us know what you liked what you didn't like give us some feedback and tell michael he needs to come back it's only grad school see you next week